The Rabbanon said you have the whole day to daven Musaf till till Shkia, right? Or till even later. Now, Rabbi Yehuda we had this in parentheses now in Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda Ad Sheva Shaz, until the seventh hour. Betanya, Ha'ilafan of Shtei Tfilas. Now listen to this. This is going to get a little complicated, but it's very cool. Ha'ilafan of Shtei Tfilas. Achashom Musaf, Achashom Mincha. It's already late enough in the day that you could daven Mincha. So you're talking two o'clock in the afternoon. If, and you didn't daven Musaf yet. Maybe it's, uh, right? You didn't daven Musaf yet. So, Mesbalal shall mincha, Kiddush they had, don't worry, that they had before Musaf. But, Mesbalal uh, shall, so, so what do you do? Do you daven Musaf first or mincha first? Says the Gemara, Mesbalal shall mincha, first you daven mincha, va'achakach shall Musaf, and only then do you daven Musaf. Now that's very interesting, right? That would seem counterintuitive. Your Musaf is part of your, attached to your Shachris. Or, right, the offerings in the temple were in the morning, or and uh, and and you tell me yet to daven mincha? Why? Because mincha has a pr- priority over musaf due to the fact that it's a constant daily uh, tefillah. A daily tefillah as will have. Uh, will have priority over a musaf, which is only once a week. That's a halacha that we find all over. Tadir she'enit tadir, tadir kaidim, that things which are regular mitzvahs, which are constant regular mitzvahs, take priority over a seasonal or occasional mitzvahs. So, Kuntamuhu, is he talking about now a case where, like, the moment after chatzos, like when you're now allowed to have a mitzvah, immediately that becomes a choice? Well, this is like right before the end of the day, and I have to do uh, one of the other. So, so like, when the did this case come up? I, I'm going to argue not the the former of what you said, because other, uh, other yeah, meaning you have time to daven minchab and you have time to daven musaf. It's not a question of time. You just have both. It's just you have both. So let's say at any time from the, the earliest time to daven mincha from half an hour after chatzos, half an hour after problem mincha gedayla, forty minutes after. So uh, that's like saying that once it's time so for mincha, twelve, we should have a mincha first. That's what we're saying. That's, that's exactly what we're saying. <laughs> One second, hold on. That's not Rabbi Yehuda. This is all the Tanakama. This is all the Tanakama. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm mincha. What do you mean we don't do that? We well, would have like, musaf first. No, yeah, we would have musaf first. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm mispal shal mincha. Yeah, but okay. Mispal shal musaf va'achakach shal mincha. Why? Because your time limit for Musaf is expiring sooner. But Mincha, you have more time. It doesn't mean that it doesn't expire ever. It means it's not expiring. You go by whichever one has the earlier Chiv, the earlier expiration date. So according to what we just said, does Rabbi Yehuda hold the same even if there's no chance of either expiring? What does that mean? There's always, it's always, you're always going to... A minute after Chatzais. I got... Two hours from Musaf and two hours from Mincha now. Nothing's going to No, There's no expiration that's going to happen. Rabbi Yehuda agree with the Tanakhama that you did Mincha first? Yeah, but Rabbi Yehuda holds you only have until the seventh hour. That's what he does hold for Musaf. So you got four hours now. No? Uh, sorry, you're right. You have an hour and a half. Uh, so, no. so, so, so I think the answer to what you're saying... Six and a half, you can have a So, I, so I think that the, the answer is so you're right. Ron's saying, look at the timing over here. Up to the seven, the earliest time I could have in Mincha would be six and a half hours, a half an hour six after Chatzais. And most of it's seven hours. Now, so we don't know yet if it's Ad Ba Ad if you have the seventh hour or not, which is what we're bringing this down so for. So hold your horses on, on that. So hold your horses on that. Okay. He's, not, he's just setting a general rule. He's not uh, saying. Uh, you know, every time it changes, the general rule is you say, Musa first. Right. So you, I, th- I think, I think, uh, I think you're right. I think to answer this question before we see what the Gemara wants from Yehuda, you have to understand it. Rabbi Yehuda's shita is that when you have something which has an expiration date, you go by the one which expire, the mitzvah which expires sooner, easier chiyav quicker. Not a matter of whether we're afraid that you're not going to fulfill it. First of all, that, that is, it could be that's the reason. could be that's the reason because you want to take care. It's like, you know, like uh, all these, everybody has theories on how to become more organized and what you should accomplish first in your day. And, uh, you know, uh, Rabbi Huda holds that when it comes to mitzvahs, whichever mitzvah you have less time to do, 
automatically means that there's more of a chance you won't do it, that you'll miss out, and therefore that's your first chiv. I think that's a general rule, more than what's, that's how he looks at it, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, it says the Gemara. So again, Rabbi Yehuda let's just see Rabbi Yehuda's opinion again. One of them is passing by in front of you quicker than the other. That you have this fourth hour for Shachris, the seventh hour for Musaf, and the hour of Plag for Mincha. That's what Ram was saying. That if the earliest time you could have Mincha is six and a half hours into the day, right? Or six hours and 25 minutes, six hours and 35 minutes, whatever time Mincha G'dayla is. Six and a half hours into the day. And Musaf, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you don't have Kalayim. You only have up to the seventh hour. So what is the seventh hour? The seventh hour means between hour, into the seventh hour means? 701. 701. So why is it that you, if you're going to tell me that it's up until the seventh hour, given the asiyale shal mincha, Mincha Gedalah is in the seventh hour. Hold on, before you say 701. If you think about it like this, right? Chatzais is six hours. Chatzais is six hours. The earliest time to have Mincha is after that time. So that's in the seventh hour is the earliest time to have Mincha. That's, 701 is really into the eighth hour, I think. So if into the seventh hour, if it's Ad Veloy Ad Bechlal, that Rebuta says up till the seventh hour. So that means up till, uh, up till Chatzais and one minute is when you can daven Mosef. Because that's already into the seventh hour, and you don't have the seventh hour. So that says the Gemara, again, I went back two lines. How do you have two tefillahs with overlapping times that you can say it? Since it's now the time, because you're into the seventh hour, which is you're telling me now that Rabbi Huda holds, don't count that last hour. You have to say that even into the in order to understand this uh, brisa, you have to say that when Rabbi Huda tells you you have up till the seventh hour, up to the fourth hour, he includes that last hour. Kasha Resha, the Resha is going to be a problem. Then So now the Gemara gives a very to be careful how I word it, but uh, it's not the plaga mincha that you thought we were talking about. It's not a cop-out answer. Chas There's two plaga minchas now, it turns out. So this, that we said in the Reisha, right? That, uh, th- this that we said in the Reisha, uh, th- th- that uh, plaga, uh, plaga mincha, that Rebuda said, you could only daven mincha, right? If you go back to our Mishnah, mincha ad Arab, Rebuda Aymer ad plaga mincha. That you can only say it till Plaga Mincha on Chavav Amraf. Now it turns out that he didn't mean that Plaga Mincha. What did he mean? The high Plaga Mincha, Plaga Chorayna Kama, Plaga Rishayna Kama, Vahachi Kama. Amos Nafik, this is what Rabbi Huda meant to say. Amos Nafik, Plaga Rishayna. Vahayo Plaga Chorayna. When is it that it's considered no longer the first part of Plaga Mincha, but rather the second part of Plaga Mincha? When you're at the end of the 11th hour, minus 15 minutes, uh, that's when you can no longer daven, um, that, that's when you can no longer daven, uh, that's the time to daven Mayrif. Says the Gemara. Amr of Nachman. Uh, so until now, we thought that the original question before we started our Gemara today, the end of yesterday's Gemara, we originally thought that Rabbi Yehuda meant you have Mincha until the earlier Plaga Mincha. That was the Shaila, right? Uh, Plaga Mincha Acharayna, or, the, or the, the earlier one or the later one. And the Gemara says, in the end, it means the later one. Amr Rav Nachman. This discussion is not over and it's going to lead us to fabulous cases and fascinating places. Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba, so I guess till now or the whole time we're talking about Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba. He 
testified to five the truth and accuracy of the Masaira on five different halachas, famous cases. Case number one, What does that mean? So there's a very interesting thing. We know, of course, what's the story with a young girl whose father wants to marry her off? No problem. The father, the Torah, gives him the right to accept money, the make kedushin on behalf of the, on behalf of his daughter, because he has the rights to marry her off, and she is now considered midar raisa from the Torah, completely married to whichever man the father married her off. If he's crazy, that people have had crazy fathers, it's happened before in the world. He could tell his daughter, you're married, but I'm not telling you to who. I was Makabal Kedushin for you, but I'm not going to tell you to who. Now you better be nice to me, otherwise I'm not going to tell you who your husband is. You'll never be able to get a get from him or live with him, anybody else. Let's assume now there's no father. What happens if the father's not alive and she's a katana? <laughs> so Rabbanan gave a possibility of Kedushin to Rabbanan. There's no rice on this, but in order to stop her from just being left running around the streets as a young girl, they instituted Kedushin Drabonan, that the mother and the brothers could marry her off, even when she's a Katana. And it's called Kedushin Drabonan. Midaraisa, they're not married. But Midrabonan, they're married. Now, here comes the twist. Her, her husband, who she, mar- who she was married off by her mother, has a brother who's married to her sister, if I'm not mistaken, and that brother disappears. He dies without children. Sorry, he doesn't disappear. That's the next case. He dies without children. So now, typically, she would have a mitzvah of yibum, of marrying to fulfill the... to, to have a child, or doing chalitza in this day and age, to have a certain type of divorce process called a chalitza from the brother of her husband. So again, we're talking about the one who was the older sister of the young girl was married to the older brother of her husband. And they were married in the Raisa. One is uh, an adult. Yeah, one, yeah. one is the Raisa and the young one is the Rabbanan. And typically, if they were both married in the Raisa, so then there would be no yibum because that would be considered a erva that uh, you don't do yibum or chalitza when it's a brother's, uh, when, when the sister would have to marry her Aishas, Achais Ish. Right? Right. Achais Ishtai. But in this case, we have some flexibility. Because the younger sister never was married Midaraisa, we could tell her you're allowed to now trigger the Mion clause. You can now go to Bastin and say, look, my father was not alive to marry me off. I didn't, I was too young to choose a husband, so I possibly couldn't possibly choose a husband. My mother or my brothers chose this husband for me. I protest. Mion means to protest. I'm in the marriage, and she's it's over. There's no get, there's nothing, right? It's over. It's it's it, we, we we can't nullify the marriage. And now her older sister could do yibum to her former husband. If that's complicated, good. If it's not complicated enough, don't worry. Yavamas will be. <laughs> okay. So this is the first thing that he testified. That we advise the younger sister to protest her marriage in order for the older one to be able to uh, do yibum or chalitza. What the older one do you do yibum? The old one is the married. Husband just died. died, right? So she has to do yibum to the younger brother or to to uh, the younger one's husband, or chalitza. We tell her to do that. Be, we tell the younger one. one it, whether the young one's married the young, or not. If the young one doesn't do it, then the, you're not. There's no yibum, and there's no right. There's but no the yibum. I don't know whether they would still madrabanan require chalitza. That I don't know. The younger one, um, we divorce the younger because one. Because the younger right. one is... Well, you don't even need a divorce. You just say mion. You just protest. No, it it's not a real you're marriage. You're encouraging her to do mion. Yeah, that's the chiddush. Because they're not necessarily, not 100% that yeah, they're, they're married. married. Meaning, they're married to her body. Right. right. Correct. Midaraisa, it's still a mitzvah in place to, to, for her, but we wouldn't allow it because it's... So he's more sister. married to the uh, 
other sister. Correct. The Zika is stronger than the Kiddushin Drabon. That's what I said, the right Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cases where we lost, uh, where there's Naguna, somebody is told that her husband has disappeared, was killed in Medina Sayyam, in a faraway place, and she only has one witness to say that. And we know many times in Shas we're going to come across we say akilu igun akilu that the rabban were makel for agunas. So he also testified that they allowed a woman to remarry even with only one witness. When we know typically you need a pishnai maidim yakum davar. What's the third case that he testified about? That this rule that we have that if you have a dangerous animal that kills a person. You have to give skila to that animal. You have to destroy that animal. It doesn't just apply to a shar, to a wild ox, but also to a tarnagal, to a wild rooster. If a rooster kills somebody, then that rooster is chayiv misa. But not everybody agreed with that, but that was the ruling that he was made on. And what is the uh, the fourth and fifth one? That even 40-day-old wine, which is already uh, maybe uh, not considered wine anymore at that point, you would still say that it's fit to be used in the service on the Mizbeach. And what's the fifth one? That the morning offering in the base of Mikdash was brought by four hours. Ad va'ad bechlal because otherwise shemami because otherwise how you you would say that it was kar of bishalashais or ad ad abashais but the fact that it says that it was brought uh, in the fourth uh, fourth hour ad va'ad bechlal that even the fourth hour is kasher for shachros and the same would be for mincha for plaga mincha and the same would be for mosef amr of kahana alacha kreb yehuda. How do you know that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda? This is everybody always wants to know. What do we pass them like? Well, here of Kahana said, The Mishnayis in Masechtis Idias. Masechtis Idias is a very unique Masechta. But the halacha is like always, if it's brought down in the Mishnah and Idias, if the Stam Tana and Idias taught it to us, then that is certainly the halacha. Man Tana Laha says the Gemara first wide line down, Chav Zayin Amid Mantana laha What do you do with the following Brisa? Who is the one who taught it to us? The Chama Shemesh Vinamas Ba'arba Shois Ata Aimer. Ba'arba Shois. So the Pasuk by the Mun. What is the. Where is this Pasuk at? This Pasuk teaches us by the Mun that the sun, uh, when the sun would be warming up, Vinamas, and the Mun would start to. Start to melt, right? So ba'ar is ata The Tana said that's talking about the fourth hour of the day. So they had they collected the mun by the fourth hour of the day. They were busy with the fourth hour, right? Says the Gemara ata oimer ba'ar b'shoyis ain't elo b'sheishoyis k'shoyimer k'choy mayoyim. The end of the pasuk says uh, says uh, sorry the, the we learned that. Uh, the day, the morning ends. The morning ends. Kechayim hayayim areishayshas, which is chatzais. So why are you tell me that the month was over? The the era of the day where the month ended was only up to the fourth hour. Shouldn't they really have had up to six hours? So it's a it's a stira. It's a contradiction. The chama shemesh, the sun is heating up. Whether that really is the period describing up to four hours, like the first passage by the month says, or up to six hours, like by Avraham Avinu, who was sitting outside in the heat of the day. Who's the author of the Brisa, of the first Brisa? It can't be either Rabbi Yehuda or Rabban. Why not? We just got finished saying that even the fourth hour is considered the morning, not the afternoon yet. Even past the fourth hour. You could say either one. That they got the mun, they picked up the mun in the morning. The same answer, there's two 
parts to the morning, two halves of the morning. And when we said that they got the mun in the morning, so there's two halves to it. It says it an extra time. Uh, why does it say in the Pasuk by Mon two times in the morning? In that specific case, it doesn't include the fourth hour. My mashma, but how do we know that it means the fourth hour? When is that hour that the sun is hot? And the shadows are cool. Once it's uh, once it's once it's four hours into the day already, so then you have uh, uh, the sun is uh, bright enough. It's not yet chaim hayoyim. It's not yet midday. It's not yet the heat of the middle of the day. But it's the sun is up enough. It's bright enough that you would consider it to be uh, that you would consider it to be uh, hot. Before four hours, you wouldn't consider the sun to be hot. I mean, okay, it depends. Uh, you know, you go to Eretz Yisrael, I mean, even here, you know, you could feel that sun in the summertime. Even uh, a half an hour after Nates, an hour after Nates, it's, uh, it feels pretty strong. Right. Oh, but here, I don't know if it's from the sun. It's just Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. There you feel, because it's cooler in the morning, but you feel it heating up very quickly. Okay. Says the Gemara. Right? So what did we say in our Mishnah? We said back on Chavav in the Mishnah, Tfilas at the end of the last Gemara, right before the lines get wide, you told us that the Halacha is up to four hours by Shachris, because in Idias, that's what we learned, that's what we're taught. Now, this is very similar to a question we had not too long ago where the Gemara asked this that we said that the halacha is like the Chachamim, right? And the Gemara said that where we said it, we said it. Where we didn't say it, we didn't say it. What do you want? So here also the Gemara says, if you tell me the halacha is in one case, can we extend that to another case? Ishtik, Midi. He didn't answer him, so we don't know. He didn't if you can make a comparison between Mincha and Shachros with regards to Paskin like Rabbi Huda. Let's see from the stories. Ready? We used to observe Rav, davening Friday night, davening Friday night, Mayrav, when it was still Friday afternoon, when it was still daylight. We see that the time for Mayrev is from Plaga Mincha. It's very important because that's actually, I think, where we, right? That's, that's what we do. That's what we rely on. Uh, every Right? I mean, some people <laughs> during the week, right? Adrab, Frekta Gemara, Adrab, Midrav Hunav Rabbanon. You're telling me that you observed Rav following the Shita of Rav Yehuda. What about Rav Huna and the Rabbanon? In the very same story, I guess, or a similar story, we saw that the majority did not daven early, but rather Friday night, they waited till it was nightfall. So we see they did not follow the practice of Rav Yehuda. You see, in that way, it's always... It's always not as strong as a raya. Because if you tell me I saw Rabbanim do something, so then I say, good, so we know it's permissible, but most people were machmer, fine. But if you were to tell me that they all waited for, for nightfall, then I would have nobody to rely on. Ah, so Hashta says, this is fantastic. Hashta, 
since we did not come up with a conclusive halacha, who to paskin like? You have a choice to paskin like whoever you wish. Rav, back to Geneva, he went to Geneva's house. He was davening his Friday night davening when it was still day. Rabbi Yirmiya was davening behind, directly behind Rav. When Rav finished, he glanced behind him, perhaps, but he wouldn't back up. He wouldn't stop, he wouldn't start, uh, conclude his Shemayna In order not to interrupt uh, the davening of Rabbi Yirmiya. So this story is important not just for the question which we originally started with, but for other halachas as well. Number one, what's halacha number one? That you're allowed to make Shabbos early, you're allowed to daven my riv when it's still daytime now. And we learn that a Talmud, even though maybe a Talmud is allowed to daven behind, directly behind his Rebbe, and what's the third? And we'll see why that's a chiddush. Mishmami, know what's the third halacha? Also, lava connected a mispalim that you're not allowed to walk in front of somebody who's davening shmona esrei. All very important halachas. Says the Gemara, Misayeh led Rabbi Shur ben Levi. Dam Rabbi Shur ben Levi. Also, lava connected a mispalim. Also, connected. Also, lava connected a mispalim. This is a proof to Rabbi Shur ben Levi said what he taught us that uh, that you're not allowed to. Pass by in front of somebody's davening shmonasri. Now, there's a lot of limitations to that, and tomorrow we'll speak about it a little bit. Vahar Rabbi Ami Rabasi Chalfi, they did it. Says the Gemara, Vahar Rabasi Chutzlaba Amazu the Chalfi, they only did it with a, not directly in front of each other but or somebody else, but only if there was a space of four Amas where you were allowed to walk by them. Rabbi Yirmiya Hechi Avid Hachi. Didn't Rabbi Yirmiya teach us not next to your Rebbe, like as if you're davening the same as he's davening and you're on the same level as his, and not behind him, because that's like you're, uh, you're putting yourself too close to the dais. I don't know, what? Yeah. Rashi says, Yahira. Yahira means like uh, Gaiva. Taisa says, Rabbi, top toys on the right hand margin. Isn't that a bit, that bigger problem? That when you're going to bow down for Maidim, it looks like you're bowing down to the person in front of you. Now, if you're in a shul and there's, you know, why would you be down, bowing down to a regular person? But if it's your Rebbe, if it's your Rebbe standing right in front of you, that will give people a chashad that you're bowing down to your Rebbe. Especially if you notice, like certain communities, they have a custom to come and like Mamash, at the end of davening, they bow to the Rebbe and they kiss his hand to the, uh, the rabbi. So uh, it, it would seem like that's what you're doing. We don't want to, we don't bow to people. Somebody who davens behind his Rebbe, somebody who's uh, gives shalom to his Rebbe. And somebody who uh, answers his Rebbe, and we'll see what he did wrong in a second, somebody who opens up a yeshiva in his Rebbe's lifetime, in the same place as his Rebbe, and somebody makes up something in the name of his Rebbe, he chases away the Shechina. So don't tell me that Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba was allowed to daven right behind Rav. Shani Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba, the Talmud Chavar Hava, says the Gemara, he was not a regular student of Rav like the other Talmidim, but rather he was a Talmud Chavar. He was a student, but he was also considered a colleague. Behind him to come, Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba, Rav, me bedalta. When he said to him, did you uh, stop doing malacha when you davened on Erev Shabbos? Did you refrain from doing any weekday activities after that? Amalei in Bedilna. And he answered him back, Yeah, I stopped. And he didn't say to him, Did, did, uh, did, did the Rebbe inter- stop? 
So we see from the way they addressed each other that he wasn't just a regular, uh, he wasn't just a regular um, student, but rather Birmi was on the level where he could say to Rav, did you stop doing malacha now that you daven my and still half an hour before Shabbos begins? It's like always in the summer, you have the early minyanim and the late minyanim. So you have people who are arriving for the late minyan, the people who are already going home, they already makabal Shabbos an hour ago, and uh, you still have another half an hour that some people are still doing malacha. So the fact that he was able to say to Rav, did you stop doing malacha now that you made early Shabbos without showing more deference, more respect, shows that they weren't just a student and a Rebbe, but they were both on the level of a Rebbe. And the same thing with, uh, we said before, nice and shalom l'rabbi, master shalom l'rabbi. Somebody just says, shalom aleichem, instead of saying, shalom aleichem, Rebbe Umayri, those are things which show that you're not uh, respectful. But here, it was saying in the end that Rabbi Yermia wasn't just a Talmud, but he was actually a colleague as well. Now comes a very interesting discussion. Umi Badal, did he actually stop doing the malacha after he davened? So it's Friday, 5 o'clock, Shkia uh, is not for another 20 minutes, half an hour, and Rav already finished uh, davening Friday night, Mayrev, and the Gemara says, Mi Badal, but did he stop doing weekday malacha? But, right, which is almost difficult for us to understand. The Gemara is even Shiloh, right? What's even the question? We're, we're so uh, sure that once you did Tesefah Shabbos for Tefillah, once you initiate brought on Shabbos, it would include Malacha as well. But apparently the Gemara didn't know that. One time Rabbi made early Shabbos, but afterwards on the way home, he went to the bathhouse, and then he gave a shear. And it still wasn't nightfall yet. So we see that you're allowed to go to a Beis HaMerchatz. Well, Beis HaMerchatz is more than a mikvah. It's heated. Um, but I, I don't want to answer yet because I, I want Let's get to the Gemara's Teretz. Because it's, it's, a, it's a hard to understand. Have a minute that Amarava. This going to the Beis HaMerchatz is not a great example of doing a malacha. Because really, there's only one prohibition there, is that you're going for the steam, and, uh, and uh, you're not, um, and that restriction, that's not like going to work. That's just going to steam up in a bathhouse. At the time, it was permissible. It was before the Chachamim made a decree outlawing Beis HaMerchatz on Shabbos. Says Gemara, Eini, is that so? Sali. He Abaye permitted Ravdimi Bar Liui the Chabrure Sali to uh, take baskets, and basically he was still uh, processing that as smoking, uh, smoking them or something, some type of malacha that he was doing with these baskets. As as the Gemara Huta Usahave, that was a time when in fact he was Makabal Shabbos in error. They didn't have clocks on a cloudy, dark day. Maybe he thought that it was already Shabbos. So he quickly davened Mincha Kabbalah Shabbos Mayrev. And then all of a sudden, the clouds went away, the sun came out, and he looks around, and it's uh, another hour till Shabbos. So since he did it by mistake, Abai allowed him to still do uh, Malacha, which is forbidden on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, V'tausa mihadra, is that really true that you're allowed to go back? There was once thick clouds that were on top of us in the sky. And what happened was it was Shabbos afternoon. It got very dark. So everybody went to go daven Mayrib Matzi Shabbos. In the meantime, it was really still Shabbos afternoon. The clouds went away, so it seems like they didn't keep track of hours at all. Like they just judged by what the appearance of the sky was at that time, right? It, 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 you would think if you knew what time Nates was, or you knew what time Mincha was, so then you would have a recollection, you would, have, you would be able to keep track of how many hours passed by, sand timers or whatever it was. But apparently they just, when it came to davening, even Matzah Shabbos Meirib, even do Malacha, they just relied on the color of the sky. Which doesn't sound so far-fetched, because we had that with Tefillin. That's how they used to do things. Kriya Shema, Tefillin, everything. 
Okay. So what happened was the the clouds went away. The sun shined again. He said, since you already daven myrev, even though now you realize that it was still daytime, you do not need to call everybody back to come back to shul to daven myrev Matzah Shabbos, even though you daven when it was too early. So it seems like you don't go back. So why are you telling me that Tausa? That the case of Abaye, when he davened uh, Friday afternoon, he davened too early, that that was a mistake, and therefore Abaye let him, uh, let him not keep Shabbos yet, because he'll go back and daven Meir of again, Kabbal Shabbos again, Meir of again. We just see from this story that, we, in fact, once you uh, davened, even if it was a mistake, we don't make you go and repeat it. And Abaye should have told him, you're ready daven Meir, it's already Shabbos for you, we don't go back. Says the Gemara, Shani Tziba Delay Metzachin Lahu. Abaye was taught paskening for one person. Here, you're bringing me a story where the whole town davened Meir of Matzei Shabbos early when it was still Shabbos. That's not a comparison. When it's a whole town, when it's a whole group of people that davened by mistake at the wrong time, we're not going to make them all come back and repeat. Says the Gemara. The stories are just getting started. <laughs> okay. They talk about not davening again, but that, that, does that mean if you realize your mistake, you don't do malacha after? I mean, it's like Shabbos is ending early. Ah, so Tosis. Tosis says, Shani Tziba, the fourth Tosis down. Shani Tziba. Afagav deloi matas man, ein isura isra basiyas malacha, afagav de tausahu. Seems to be that Tosis, right? If I'm understanding Tosis correctly, Tosis is making your point. Um... I think Rashi says, um, well, the, the, the whole story is going to get played around with, so that's why I'm not. Uh, uh, I hear. He has a shot. It's a little complicated. Tell us how it is. Every so Yeah, but that he's going on the case of. Right, very early. Of, 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 of he's going on. He's going. Where's that? Where those words? Hayo spalo spalo. That's at the very end. No, that was a kasha. That was the Gemara's kasha. Right. And the Gemara says shani tzibur lam jachinu. The Gemara falls off of that. Rashi in the ham. I, I I hear what you're saying. Rashi saying the kasha was. But the Gemara falls out of that. The Gemara says, Shani Tzibar, Rashi doesn't come back with a rebuttal. But even, but even at that stage, when they're asking them, they were saying they weren't Matar Malacha. They were saying, oh, it's Palu, but they weren't Matar Malacha. Right. Um, yeah, and they explain why they're Palu, but they, they're not changing the Malacha part. Are you talking about Friday, the Friday case or the Saturday case? He's talking, we're Friday, talking about, uh, Abaye is talking about Friday, and the, and the, the contradiction was from Saturday. We're talking about Shabbos they can do Malacha. Right, right. No, but uh, uh, Judah, I'm saying that in the Maskana, right, not Saturday. No, no, one second. So how do you understand? The Tosis seems to say, I think it's No, but look at Tosis Shani Tzibur. Shani Tzibur. That case of the Tzibur was talking about when? Yeah. That was talking about fr- Shabbos. The case of the Tzibur was talking about on Shabbos. Now, I, Norman, I, the reason why you're right is because the Gemara is about to switch the details of the story. <laughs> That's why I don't want to... It's not worth it. Yeah. The Gemara is going to find it incomprehensible. But the question... But I just look at Tysus Shani Tzibur. Tysus says... I don't know what he's talking about. All right. Is there no, I know what the Gemara is talking about because Sibor is the case of Saturday night. I just right. I know what Tosos is talking about when he's. It, it, it seems a pella, right? It can't yeah. be that Shabbos afternoon it's permitted. Unless you tell me that we're talking about Ben Shmash already. And Ben Shmash is in Suffolk to And. The other thing that would be the other way would be on Friday, maybe you'd make. Good, so the Gemara is going to come to that conclusion. The Gemara is going to switch around so, the story. I don't know which Tosos. Okay. The fourth one down. Let's see. English. Okay, we got to move. Wait, this is the English with yeah. the grub. And it says, uh, prayer need not be repeated by a congregation. We do not inconvenience the entire congregation in prayer. Right, yeah. 
as far as an acceptance of the Shabbos is concerned, however, both an individual and a congregation may continue to perform work because an acceptance of the Sabbath made an error is not a valid acceptance. That's Friday. That's Friday. That's Friday. So Friday. the question is... So you still work. Yeah. Right. So what about if Shabbos, they daven Matzah Shabbos too early? I don't know if they're too early. Things or not. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Well, in the end, there was no story. Let's see the Gemara. Amr of Chiyabar Oven. Rav Tzali shall... Rav Tzali shall Shabbos be'er of Shabbos. Rav would daven uh, early. Rav Yahya would make early Shabbos. Rav Yahya Matzi shall Matzi Shabbos of Shabbos. Rav Yahya would daven Matzi Shabbos early. He would daven Matzi Shabbos the earliest time. Rav t- <laughs> they thought he lived in Hollywood. Rav Tzali shall Shabbos be'er of Shabbos. We happen to have earlier Zmanim, probably. Rav Tzali shall Shabbos be'er of Shabbos. Rav would daven early Friday. When he would make early Shabbos, would he wait for nightfall for uh, Kiddush or not? It's always a big question when I learned in Gateshead. So in the summertime, so nightfall was about 10.30 at night. So there were Hasidim who would not bench, they would, I think they would make Kiddush. I'm not even sure. They would follow this Amogun Avram that says, you have to wait till it's nightfall. And they for sure didn't bench, but they, it's possible they didn't even make Kiddush till, till well, Yeshiva made early Shabbos at 8 o'clock, something like that. And so the Suda was 9 o'clock. A yeshiva meal by 9.45 was basically over. And they would sit there singing till 10.30, and then they would make Kiddush, I think. And I remember Bavram Gorvitz was once sitting and eating in the that he used to eat in every few weeks. And, uh, and he was the Rashiva of Gateshead, and he was uh, sitting in the dining room, and Bachram were talking to Vaitara to him, and he realized what was going on. Like, he realized they're singing Kayachsai for 45 minutes straight to keep the meal from ending before it's nightfall. And obviously, he held that uh, you don't have to be Makbid on that. And, like, in the mid conversation, I still remember this mid conversation, he, he says, Rabbi Sai, don't bench it. Like, that was it. Like, you know, he, he thought that the chassidim are winning over in his yeshiva, and that was, uh, that, that was it. But uh, this is the discussion. Do you have to wait for nightfall for, for the Kiddush on the Kais or not? Tashema, second wide line down. Tashema, let's bring the proof. Early Shabbos on Friday, and you're even allowed to make Kiddush when it's still daytime. The and that is the halacha. would make Shabbos. He would daven early. Would he say Avdala before it was really dark or not? Shmuel said that, yes, you're allowed to make Avdallah even before it's nightfall. I witnessed on the side of this pillar, his spouse, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yaisi, Shabbos, Rabbi Shabbos. I witnessed Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi, making, uh, davening Friday night when it was still daytime, right next to this pillar, on this spot. He says, hold on, Ula said. Ula came and he says, I'll tell you the story. I was there. I know the story. Or I, 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 this is how I heard the story. It was next to a date tree, not uh, this pillar. It wasn't Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi. It was a different person altogether. And it wasn't even Friday afternoon that this story happened. It was they davened early Matzei Shabbos on Shabbos. Well, no, he's saying you, you got all the details wrong and you're trying to paskin halacha from a story which you have the name, the place, and the actual psaq incorrect. Drank the 40-day-old wine. Uh, the question is, wouldn't that be a kol shikane? If I can daven Matzi Shabbos early, so certainly I can do Tosefa Shabbos, I can daven fr- Friday night early. Like, wouldn't that be a kol v'chomer? That's my question. So, right, this last part for sure, not discussing the malacha. We said, there's no set time. This is troublesome. What does that mean, there's no set time? That he holds like the opinion now or Mishnah, which said you could 
Davin Meir of the whole night listening to feel Zarev Kalaila. So say that. Don't say there's no set time. Say the time for Meir is the entire evening. Elamai ain't lokva. Come on, Davin feels Arvus Rishos. Wow, going back to that discussion, that whether there's a real obligation to Davin Meir or not, and this Mandiyama says uh, is tell that Rabbi Yehud is telling you ain't lokva. Tell you that there is no chi of Medaraisa. This Tana is telling you, it feels Arab, in Lakva, to tell you that there is no, it's a Roshas, it's, it's, it's a voluntary prayer. Mayrev is voluntary. Says the Gemara, where do we see this? Elam, where do we see this from? Damra, Abu Damra Shmuel. It's Philus Arvis. Philus Arvis. Rabbi Gamliel, Gamliel said that it's an obligation. If Yeshua I'm a Roshos, Yeshua said that it's a choice. Amar Abai Alach Kedivir I'm a Chayva. That the Alach is like Rabbi Gamliel. The Rabba Amar Alach Kedivir I'm a Roshos. And the Rabba said the Alach is actually like the one who holds like Rabbi Yeshua. Now here it's going to get fascinating. The story really continues on Amid Aleph of the next Gemara, but at least we'll start it. Tan Rabbanan, Ma'isa B'Talmud Echad Shibalaf Nei Rabbi Yeshua. A student came to ask Rabbi Shua, what was Rabbi Shua's opinion? That Mayrev is a? Rishos. That it's not an obligation, correct? So he came to ask Rabbi Shua. I don't know if he knew what Rabbi Shua held or not. And he says, what do you say, Rabbi Shua? What would you teach me? Is there an obligation to recite Mayrev? Not, we're not talking about Kriya Shema. We're talking about the Tefillah, right? The Shema Esrei. He said, I hold that it's a Roshos. It's not an obligation. They came to Ramon Gamliel. And what? This Talmud was a troublemaker, right? This Talmud, he's a, he knew good and well what they held. What? Yeah. Oh, it's going to come to that. You'll see. This caused the problem. I hold it's an obligation. How are you arguing on Rabbi Yeshua who told me that it's only a Rishos, not an obligation? I guess he didn't think that Rabbi would argue on Rabbi Yeshua. We'll see soon the hierarchy that they had there. Wait till the, uh, the feisty ones, the fierce arguers, those who don't just lay low, the people who are not, the Tamidei Chacham who are not politically correct, and if they don't understand what you're saying, they don't care what your source is, they don't care who your Rebbe was, you better explain it till they understand it. Wait till they get here, and we'll have a discussion on the matter. First ultra-wide line down, Chavzayin Amid Beis. Kishenichnes Zubalei Tresen, when they came, Amid Ashay Ovashal, the questioner asked the following question. Tfilis Arvis, the davening of Mayrev, and Rambam Leil had to give an answer in front of the whole base Madrush. I'm like Rambam Leil Chayva. Rambam says it's obligation. I'm like Rambam Leil Chachamim. Rambam Leil turned to the Yeshua and the rest of the Tamid Chacham there, and he said, Adam Is there anyone here who holds that it's not an obligation that it's a Rishus, knowing good and well what the Talmud had already set up with Amalei Rabbi Yeshua Lav Amalei. Love. Sure said, nope, there's nobody here who holds that it's different than a chayva. But they, there's people in this room who told me in your name that you told them just a few minutes ago that it's a rishos. Amalei, Yeshua, Amid Araglacha, Viyidu Bach. And Ramalil said, Yeshua, stand up and testify what you hold. If you have a witness who's alive and a witness who's dead, so the person who's alive could get away with whatever story he wants because the person who's dead is dead. But I'm alive, and the person who told you in my name that I said it's is still alive, he's right here in this room. How could I possibly pull this one over you and stick to my story? I'm up gefrecht. I hear him completely. It's a, it's a, there's no connection between the daf and the current events in the world with calling witnesses or not calling witnesses. But here, if Yeshua poked in today's daf, if Yeshua said, if there's a witness in the room, then I, my story cannot stand as he's alive. He, his story will come out. He's, a, he's not hidden away somewhere. 
Ayurim Gamliel, Yaishe Vidairish, Bishua, Ayimid Al Raglov, Ad Sharanu. So now Gamliel got up to give the share. He was the Rosh Hashiva. Because he had told Rabbi Shua to stand up and testify, Rabbi Shua had to stand, but he didn't, never got permission to sit back down. Until they told the Maturgaman, the, the translator, hold up, hold up the share, interrupt the share. And they stopped the share. Amri at Kamen, Venezel, how long? Are you going to continue to uh, continue to uh, torture Rabbi Yeshua? Bereshashana ishtakeit zayre bebechiras bemaizeder tzadik zayre hachanami zayre tov and avre. Already, this is the third instance where Rabbi Yeshua is getting uh, tortured by the Rosh Hashiva Rabbi Gamliel. Uh, the case of Rosh Hashanah and the case of Bechiris and the third case was the Maisa of Reb Tzadik. So here we see that uh, we see Rabbi Shua is suffering. It must be, I don't know, personal, but he's suffering from the way Rabbi Gamliel is, is, is treating him. Tav and Na'avre. Let us take him away from the post of Rosh Hashiva and appoint a new Rosh Hashiva. It's a very democratic base medrash over here <laughs> that the Talmudim don't want to listen. We will appoint a different Rosh Hashiva. Now, before I say something like that, these are all people we can't understand. These are Bali Tracen. These are Kedoshim La'aylam Vayad. It's just the way, like we sometimes read a story and we think we can relate, but in truth, we can't really connect to the level of Yer Shemayim in, in Me'ain of it. Who should we appoint? Should we appoint Rabbi Shua? No, we can't appoint Rabbi Shua because he is, in fact, the one who's part of the story over here. It wouldn't look good if you took away Rabbi Gamliel's post in order to give it to Rabbi Yeshua. You have to find somebody who's not involved in the Machlekes. If we appoint Rabbi Akiva, people will punish him or try and he'll, he won't he'll have a harder time because he's he doesn't have the chus avis, he doesn't have the merits of uh, uh, of having the yichus appoint he's smart he's rich and he was part of Ezra's original ten how do you know that Zechachem did match the name he answers you, he doesn't tell you, I have to call you back, or he says, let's think about something else. He gives you a straight up answer. That in case he needs to represent us at the house of the Caesar, he will be able to afford the trip and bring a present to the Caesar. He's a 10th generation from, from Ezra. And uh, therefore, he has merits, the family merit. Nobody's going to start up. They asked Rabbi and Azariah, Do you want to become our new Rosh Shiva? I will go and talk it over with the members of my household. I'm not going to make such a decision without my wife. He went to discuss it with his wife and to be continued what his wife. Response was. So there's okay. politics even back then. But, uh, beyond, right?